Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Glad to have them back. Bernard Tudial, Chairman CEO of HPQ Silicon, trades on the venture under HPQ, and for our friends in the U.S., under HPQFF. For those who are new to the story, all you need to know and everything you need to know about HPQ is that they're a Canadian producer of innovative silicon solutions. They're building a portfolio of unique, high-value, specialty silicon products that are going to be essential to the upcoming renewable energy revolution. How they're doing it is so important because so many people want to talk the talk, but HBQ is walking the walk and far ahead of everybody else. They're accomplishing it basically through two innovative reactors that essentially, we're going to get the details, permit the one-stop, uh, one-step transformation of quartz into high-purity silicon metal, and then that into even more specialty silicon products. Uh, but they're doing it at significantly, significantly reduced costs, energy usage, and carbon footprint. More than just lip service, because we told you they walked the walk, uh, their, their nano, their HBQ nano subsidiary has already received their first order for spherical nano silicon material from a major automobile manufacturer. We don't know who that is. We always try and get the name out of Bernard. We're not going to have any luck. They've got an NDA with at least two battery players, and they've got an incredible partner in Power Genesis Canada, uh, who is a global leader in plasma torch technologies to make all this happen. Bernard, welcome back, my friend. Thank you. I told you it was going to come back before the 60 days was over. We didn't doubt it. And today's news, I'm going to read the headline, HPQ, Gen 3 PureVap Quartz Reduction Reactor Pilot Plant has commenced commissioning, uh, and you're doing it right as global silicon prices are spiking in the face of a supply shortage. First question, mm -hmm. before we get to the details, this is another milestone day in a line of many that's gone back for years. How big is this one? Is this a case of, you know, this is the biggest one so far? No, let's say, well, I gotta say, it's 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 sort of like saying, you know, that Christmas will come over every year. Like it's it, it was a date that we knew would be coming, uh, but because of our track record, we had a tendency of having been Scrooge and canceled Christmas for a few years going. So I'm pretty happy now that it happened, um, and I'm very excited about it, about the timing of it. Um, I, something has happened in the last three years that has completely changed the dynamic of our industry and all industry of what we're doing. Um, because when we started this PureVap uh, quartz reduction reactor project, really fundamentally, um, what we were looking is to design a better way of making silicone metal. And we were talking mostly about its application in the solar because we thought that would be the way to go because at that time, um the silicone solar, industry solar was, was the yeah yes yeah, solar, solar was the, was the thing because thing. if you looked at the you know the the primary market of what we were doing it was mostly controlled by uh china it was taking over the control um so and it was it, it's really an energy intensive process uh so since the beginning we always believed that our process would completely change the industry but our timing for us to validate this and come publicly with these data is at the same time as the world is realizing <laughs> that they need this stuff I, I i keep saying we make a material that is so ingrained in what we do that people don't realize we use it and what has now changed is well, A, people are suddenly waking up to the concept that it's very dangerous. You know, silicone is used in your computer, your chip. 
So when the U.S. says we want to repatriate the manufacturing of silicone chip, what that implies is much more than you know, just not making the chip. If you build a plant to make the chip, but you, but you still are dependent on another superpower to feed you the raw stock, it, it, you don't win it's anything. It's a recipe for disaster. So it's the entire value chain has to be redone. And the entire value chain for silicone metal has been so much on the defensive trying to survive the low cost production that was moved to China when they were the government was basically you know, pumping money to do it. And they were giving away free energy, free coal and free everything. So all these aspects are sort of blowing up in, in their design. And you know, 30% of the cost of making silicone is energy. The other one is, is, is raw material. Uh, so all these things are making people realize, wait a minute, there's an issue. So where's the solution going to be? Well, now people might start saying, okay, well, I'll start thinking about a solution. Well, lo and behold, HPQ and Power, we've been thinking about this since 2015. And we're yeah, coming online, we're coming online now with a pilot plant, which is going to be able to show people this is the material that comes in, and this is what it's going to be doing. You couldn't have a better opening. Like when we started to talk about our green pathway to make solar grade silicone metal, we talked about the ESG advantage of what we were doing, and we got zero reception. You know, you can hear the, the flat line. Nothing. That's what often happens, though, right? Mm -hmm. When someone comes up with ideas of something new, people are like, well, mm -hmm. we do it already this way, so you don't, you don't get. So, is what happening right now, Bernard? Is there a gap here that's happening, which is? Georgecom, Silicon wasn't making big investments because they couldn't compete. They, they couldn't compete with the Chinese heavily subsidized industry. But mm -hmm. now that everyone wants uh, production to shift back to safer places and at home, the mm -hmm. old uh, the old uh, methods that are bulky, expensive, dirty, just can't adjust fast enough, and the market doesn't have anyone to look to to fill that gap. Is this where HPQ Silicon yeah. that, is a where, massive gap? And the gap is going to get massive. It's going to be more evident. Okay, uh, One of our technical advantages is our scalability. Okay? One of the issues with silicone metal, it's one of the most um, difficult material to make, not for any other reason. That it, it's always a you know feast or famine type of situation. Because you... You, when you build a silicone metal plant, you're talking about 30,000 to 40,000 metric tons minimum size. So you got to sell that entire material and you need six tons of raw material. So you have to be very, very big. Um, I've, I was reading a material about, you know, two other projects I know that were trying to build a traditional silicone metal plant in the U.S., one in the U.S., one in Canada, and you just couldn't get social acceptability. You know, there's all these concepts, you know, people want to have. So we're stuck in this interesting dichotomy okay if we want to decarbonize by 2050 which is everybody screaming the kids are out in the street says you guys got to do it but the, the solution is to build is the solution to build old plants that are polluting based on old technology or is a new process well if yes. it, you know there's going to be a lot of people starting to talk about say we're going to have a new process we might figure out a new process but they're just starting to think about that problem we've been thinking about this problem since 2015 we now have a pilot plan that's going to be doing it we'll be able to demonstrate it's doing and the advantage of what hpq is it's multiple verticalities okay just to give you an idea what happened in the last six months the price of silicone is throwing 
uh, wrenches in everybody that wants to be in the silicone annals for battery business. Well, what's happened to prices, by the way? Because there's no open market for us to check it like gold and silver. So uh, gold, yes, but there are professional there are professional reports, and there was actually one um, you know article in Bloomberg which shows that lately it went up to four thousand dollars metric ton. So if you see like on my press release, I show the data that Ferroglobe gave us, which was in second quarter. So it was only two thousand five hundred dollars, or almost three thousand metric ton. So it went up a thousand. It went almost almost like twenty five to fifty percent, almost double it in a year. Okay, so anybody that's saying I'm in the silicone for anode battery business, okay, now has a problem, which I know. The battery manufacturers want the material as cheap as possible, which is impossible to do unless the other two. And now your cost of raw ingredient has quadrupled. And that's for yeah, everybody. By, by the way, explain that to people because yeah. they need that they need that silicon at, in order to create the higher value product. Exactly. Right. So and, your competitors' feedstock has just mm -hmm. doubled in cost, whereas for- Well, yeah, it, it, and it's the availability. Alchem has announced a force majeure and stopped, and says, we're not gonna deliver on our contract. Wow, okay, I didn't know okay. that. I don't so think it, many people- Why, because the price, the price of energy in Europe has gone through the roof. They can't make any money with, with the contracts. So force majeure. So, and, and this is what happened. So you, you, we always have this joke about George's mining company and George's battery company, okay? So if, let's say that George, anode neo material battery company okay george com. had discovered george com. The, george com whatever you know had discovered this great process of encapsulating silicone to make it great, better batteries okay so you have this great process you say okay we're gonna go forward to production now all your costing has just completely went off the, the kilter because you have no clue how are you gonna sign a long-term contract when you're at the beginning phase so and this is the beauty for HPQ Nano, okay? HPQ Nano doesn't have to worry about this because HPQ Nano gets the material from HPQ that has the pure vibe. But any other George, Tom, Harry, silicone anode manufacturer has to get their silicone somewhere. And no, nobody's going to come up and, and, and say this. I had a discussion with the, the big car manufacturer. And they, and they were telling me, the, you know, Bernard, we, you know, we don't want to pay more than that price. I said, you're dreaming. You're dreaming in Technicolor. Wow. Just the price usually, usually a small cap company says, okay, whatever you want, big company. Well, but this, see, we'll that's, do whatever that's, you that's like. The issue. You have that kind of power. You have that kind of pricing power. Right but it's, it's not a question of that, that kind of pricing power. Okay. We're the only one that can make it at the price Wow. They want, but I'm not going to sell it at the price they want to pay. The only way they're going to be able to get it at the price they want is going to have to buy the guys that invented the technology. That's as simple as that. You know, we've developed patented technology. That's okay. Just hold on, patent. hold on, hold on. Everyone watching this right now, are you dropping a hint there? Like, the, no, the I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just refining the question that people have been debating. If, if you look about this, I'm not giving away how much it's costing you. Well, I'm giving hints with this, okay, for making the raw material. So remember that all the silicone adult company that are doing the one that's doing it with the uh, silane gas, okay. The cost of his raw ingredient has just quadrupled. And it was already expensive. It was like $8. Now it's $40 a kilogram. Imagine what that does to you, to your projection, your, your, it's your revenue stream. No, it's over. It's, that, uh... That's what's going on. So now there's a problem. And this is not going to change overnight because suddenly they want to, okay, they want to build a microchip plant in the US to make the, the semiconductors. 
okay? So where's gonna come the polysilicone? That's one problem. Then they're gonna say, oh, yeah, the polysilicone needs a feedstock, it's gonna be this. Oh, so the discussion I was having with, with the car manufacturer and told them, look, you're not gonna go buy in, in a smelter system at 30,000 tons to try to make the material. And so what do you, I'm gonna push uh, you, you probably can't tell he, me the answer, but what did but you tell no, them to do then? What, what do you tell, what do you, are you telling them, hey, just get further married to HPQ silicon? I'm not, I'm not really pushing the relationship. It's just a factual, it's just a factual reality. Okay. The silicone value chain starts with quartz, which is a low value value chain, goes to the primary conversion of that quartz into silicone, silicone metal, uh, up to two N. All right. The driving forces okay, into make into the silicone markets are the chemical grade silicone, 2N and plus, okay? And the other high value application, AKA batteries, which cannot use 2N, okay? We, we, we validated this. So right now, all anode manufacturers, okay, are trying to say, we're gonna use metallurgy grade silicone medical because my feedstock was cheap. Well, that feed shop has gone four times and there are some technical issues, which I've sort of been hinting out, that means you cannot use the cheap silicone metal. You have to go to more to a purer stuff. So right now in the industry where they're doing, they're using saline gas, which is very pure, or they're using polysilicon. Maybe the uh, defaults, the you know, damaged polysilicon, trying to recycle them, like not, not pure, pure, but they're, they're having to use those materials. Well, now suddenly the price of that material has gone up. Demand for solar, for solar material has gone off. So it's a everybody storm. in the, there's a, there's it's, a perfect, it's storm the perfect storm. Place. We're the only one, okay, that are attacking this perfect storm, but always have the defensive position of being, doing the first part of the job. And does that mean, I want to confirm, I want to ask you this for everybody. Mm -hmm. Has your cost structure in any way been impacted or has there been a 0% impact to your cost structure? At the end of the day, as a result, how of would how would it how would it impact our cost structure? Like, it, I didn't think it would, but I want to make sure I ask just well, in case. But I would think HPQ is at zero, I, 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 and everybody else I, has got to deal with it. Well, we have to deal with the energy cost variant that comes in. Okay, um, like everybody else, but that could also be resolved if the EBH two technology, if we when we validate the EBH two technology. So people didn't didn't you know people are saying, why did you do that? Well, I understand that there's basically the, there's three set, sets of costs to what we do. Raw material, we've cut it down by 25%, which gives us an advantage. Plus, we take cheaper material, we have an advantage. Energy, we're either going to be have the same price as everybody, same issue, or something much better with our own EBH2 technology. And the rest of it doesn't really change. Making silicone metal is a production where, unless you have a new technology like ours, 70 to 80% of your costs are fixed or are variable, but you don't control. So this is where the issue, and you got to start building big plants. So you got to deal with the social acceptability. My systems are reactors within the plant. When you look outside, you won't see it's a smelter. That's going to play a lot. So and since they're smaller, you don't need 50 trucks to come and bring you the material on a continuous basis. Those are all the issues that, that are arising. This is why I got away from the mining part of the business. Because I didn't want to waste my time on social acceptability and environment. Not that yeah, I don't believe right. in it. It's just I understand the concept. So what does this news today tells us? Okay. 
Well, we're finally having the pilot plant and the pilot plant, we're now validating our low cost. That's what's going to happen at the end. We're going to validate the technology work. We validate we can make the material. We validate how pure we can make this stuff because we've always believed that there's a niche above 2N, below 6N, and there's going to be demand for that material. Now, everybody in the industry, when I started, told me I was crazy. But then again, a lot of people do that. So that's sort of a relevant concept. But then, but, you know, we had a vision. We had an idea. And it's coming to fruition. So we haven't talked a lot about a QRR, but the QRR is the foundation over whatever we do. If not, HPQ Nano will be worthless in the sense that we will be as dependent as Georgecom silicone nano material. And everybody else, right. And, and everybody else. You'd, be, because, you'd just be scavenging, you'd be scavenging for, for, for raw material. You'd be scavenging we'd, for we'd be, like everybody we'd be else. Sca scavenging for raw material. We have that. So, into it. so the, the, yeah. So let me ask you, because so that's amazing. And you've given us even more insight, which to me, and, and, and that's why people should know this. These aren't scripted, right? These aren't. So I'm, I'm finding out. I can't be scripted. I can't remember the toys. It's the same thing twice. If we do twice the interview, you'll get a different interview with me. Yeah, if we had to cut this interview because the power <laughs> supply went off, we wouldn't know where you were and where you started. So so that's that part is, so we started with the end, which is great. Let's get back for a second to the commissioning mm -hmm. side. Which is, by the way, for people who don't know, I got this. I got the definition. Project commissioning is the process of assuring that all systems and components of a building or industrial plant are designed, installed, tested, operated, and maintained according to the operational requirements. So this is now the commission is commenced. Give us a sense of the QRR. Uh, mm -hmm. What does this mean in terms of the kind of work that's going to go on? Is this pretty much routine here? Are there any meaningful risks? And what are the timelines ballpark? Again, we always ask you ballpark. We don't, we never pin you to a date, obviously, but let us know because because the QRR is the foundation of everything, even mm -hmm. for the nano side, because it provides the raw, the, the, the feed. Okay. I'll, let us I'll, know I'll, about I'll, what this commissioning yeah. phase looks like and what timing looks like ballpark. Okay. Just before I go there, I'll do a quick parenthesis. Okay. Sure. Because of the work we're doing in the nano is small. Okay we have found what we consider to be um, surrogate material for what we're going to be doing aka we're buying polysilicon to use in, in in the part and so that doesn't that doesn't stop the work we are doing right now in the nano part okay the fact ah, that the, the okay. pilot plant is an operation doesn't change the thing because at this level it's going to be it's just that we need to have the first machine really working well, being able to produce a certain quantity. It says, okay, now we have a guaranteed feedstock. What we're doing right now, we can buy the material because you know the price at, at the level we are, the pricing you buy is, is irrelevant. You know, what our thought, our philosophy has always been commercial size, economic viability. But we understand that commercial size isn't tomorrow. Just we're just doing it step by step. So that's the parenthesis, and I'm going to go back to your question. You got to remember that the PureVap QRR is a completely new way of doing silicone metal. Right. And there's multiple parts to the to the Lego. <laughs> or, or the Meccano used to be more the French thing when you build things. So what you do when you start commissioning is you start testing all the parts together individually. And then you move on to say, okay, now this works well. Let's connect it to the entire system because it's going to be entirely like semi-automatic uh, system and, and, and everything else. And the last piece was the power supply, which is a massive amount of energy. So before and eventually we'll get to a point where we'll start, you know, basically lightening up the system 
making sure there's no bugs. So once we finish all these issues, which is normal, I think in our planning, it could be uh, could be one month, it could be two months, it could be three months. It, it just, just you could go and, and make sure everything works, but that, that's that's a normal commissioning. And once we finish commissioning, then we start, you know, when we finish, because we'll do what's known as a cold commissioning, then a hot commissioning. Uh, there's all, all all those parties. It's all part of the testing program. It's all specific R&D expenses. It's cool. Are you concerned? Like, should shareholders be concerned? Is this the part where, you know, it could fall on its face? Or is this more a case of, look, we know what we got. We just got to run it through the pro. We just got to run it through the game plan now to get to the, okay. uh, to get to the pilot plant being ready to go. Are you any meaningful risks here? There are always little risks. We know that, but any meaningful risk where you're saying, George, this could fall apart here at the last, at the last hurdle. George, I will tell you a little trick. Okay. For R&D tax credit purposes, that has to be a big, that we can't say that there's no risk. Right, because it's not R&D then. Exactly. But you guys are pretty confident that you've got to figure it out. You're not, well, you don't have any I would, I would the, the question I want to ask is, does the guys that are doing this, okay, is this the first time they're doing this machine? Or is the first time they're doing this type of technology? Okay, and then you step, you stop back, and you stop and says, "Wait a minute, it's pyrogenesis. They've done this for the U.S. Navy. When people said this was completely impossible, uh, draws right, they said the same thing. Uh, plasma atomization, they said the same thing. So these are not rookies doing this. So it's not HPQ doing this, really. It, you know, remember our technology partner, our partner is is Pyro, and that's why it's there. You know, they they." There's a big team of people working on this that are that I've done this multiple times. They have an expertise in, in high degree. And you, and you can see, I think yesterday they announced another contract about yep. nanotubes material. Uh, and that's, that's another demonstration of, of their level of competence to doing these things. So you're one, two, three months, whatever, however long it takes to get the commission done. At that point, mm-hmm. you're gonna have an operating pilot plant. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about what that next three months after that looks like. Is that where you start producing for the global auto manufacturer for um, no, NDA well, partners it, and other interested parties? It's funny. You mentioned we only have two NDAs. And it, it, the reality is we only have two NDAs because I'm, I'm not rushing out to sign in. If I wanted NDAs, I could have 10, 20 if I wanted to. But like it's, there's no, there's no logic for me at this moment to do, to do that. Um, so the, the key point is for us, we're going to be starting to produce material. So we're going to get the material coming out. We want to test the purity that comes out. So we've, we've issued a hypothesis, and, and those are the key points. Do we produce you know, 3N, 4N, 5N? Ooh, we, we could do it. And that's what we want to know as the material come, comes out of, of the ingredient, how well we controlled it. And then, and then we're going to start making some material, and then we'll start looking at what we do with this. And there'll be some of it that go for battery space, some of them are going to go for other high-value applications. The entire design of HPQ's business plan is to be able to go after high-value end products that the big competitors can't. Um, a run of 3,000 metric tons per year of specialized silicone metal, okay? Uh, that sells maybe for seven thousand dollars a kilogram, um, a ton, seven thousand dollars a ton. It's not going to do a dent on a company that's producing a half a million ton of silicon metal. But it'll be perfect for us. So we're going to go after all those high value applications. 
then again, there might actually be more and more people that are going to say, looking, we want to go full vertical integration and we want to sign deals. So what's if you read in the press release, there's a lot of plants that were closed because of COVID and they're having a hard time restarting them. And then they're going to, people are going to be, you know, people are asking themselves, okay, we got to invest in new plant. Do we invest in the traditional technology, which means we got to build big plant and have that risk of circularity? Or do we try to go CHPQ and see if their technology works? Plus, they've got the ESG factor they have to deal with as well, that even if they have the money, if they have the economics on their side, mm-hmm. they might have customers tell them, hey, Georgecom, you got it, but it's it's too dirty. It's too many greenhouse that, emissions. That is really too that much is, energy, so we can't put your products into our products because our investors right. are demanding that we have the best ESG chain possible, right? Yeah, and remember, a lot of the material we, we end up doing, if it goes solar, well, then it's ESG. There, there's a full life cycle of, of, of production. So in, in, in a certain way, um, you know, it's like the A-team commander says, I love it when a plan comes together. But in reality, you all know that the plan wasn't really like <laughs> well made up. But that's really what's happening is that just as we're getting this going, then people, I've been doing this since 2015, never in my lifetime as Bloomberg issued an article says silicone metal, traditional thing, I've gone through the roof. They're having to cut production. They're having to decline. So all of this, usually when that happens, okay, then there's a ton of people that says, okay, we're going to divide the solution to this and they're going to start working on it. Okay, But they're five years away. I mean, they're they're five, the- six years behind us. So let me ask you, what's that done for, because uh, I know you have been actively marking. You've been saying, George, once we have it, we start telling the world mm-hmm. it's, it's just going to come to us. But I'm going to ask regardless, what what mm-hmm. has the commissioning plus the price of silicon, ESG, all this, what's this entire new dynamic done for the visibility of HPQ silicon on the customer, potential customer, but in, in, in the market side? I'll tell you after I issue this one, because in this one, I don't know if people notice, but I'm pretty gutsy about it i'm well, well you, say some pretty, you actually say we're the only company to bring mm-hmm. to market a new process mm-hmm. to make silicon that is perfectly suited to the new demands and realities of the silicon market i mean that's a lot well, to say we, we are the only company right I, does the market I, know that does the market the market knows and there's there's always a gap between the market knows about a company yapping about something Okay, and a company having a pilot plant. That's the difference. Okay, the, what differentiated HPQ is we had this pilot plant fully financed because of the, you know, game changing attitude. The, the Quebec government didn't put money into the into this project because, uh, you know, they just wanted to give money. They they saw they agreed to the vision, which to them I'm very grateful they did because they came at the right time for us to be able to be at this position now. But you know, we have to go through the entire ringer. Can we scale this up? Can we they, they, they make this commercial? So we, we, we've already done this. So this project was already full funding. In a certain way, I think the value of HPQ, okay, was mostly our nano part for battery, okay? And it was sort of an afterthought, the, uh, the QRR. Okay, it, it was one, but it was an afterthought. Not for me. I knew there was always a value to it. There was, there was a great value. It was a great potential. But I think what this press release is going to do, it's going to start demonstrating, I should be getting, I believe so, should be getting the same type of traction I'm getting when we announce we make nanoparticles. And you got some good traction there 
obviously yeah. you signed a global auto manufacturer to yeah but it's it's, it's it's the, the the reality is and, and few people know this it's sort of very funny is that you know you need nanomaterial to make solid state lithium batteries that few probably few people don't understand this and you need different size to make lithium normal one so the issue becomes for everybody okay and it's the issue that everybody has they want to get the material cheaply as possible what we are focused at HPQ with Pyro is designing a commercially viable solution where we can generate interesting return for our investors. That may mean that, you know, that we take a much slower approach, but the slower part was before. But I think now it's going to move into hyper, at a faster speed. And you combine this with the fact that we're also doing the same thing for the fume silica, which is already an existing big market. Remember, the market for silicon metal is $10 billion a year. It's 3 million metric tons about, okay? Uh, and there's, there's now 100,000 metric tons deficit on it. So it's, it's, and it's not something that's going to happen overnight because even Ferro Globe had to shut plants in Europe because the price of electricity went too high. So they're going to try to move it here. They're going to get the contract for electricity, supplying the material. It's, it's, and it's always going to be playing by 30,000 tons. So it's, it's, an incredible, it's an incredible good market to be in to have this new technology. Batteries exploding. And we got fume silica coming to it. And fume silica, you know, probably middle of next year, I'll be saying the same thing I'm saying here. We're commencing the commissioning of the pilot plant. So you have the you know, HPQ has this multiple verticalities and the beauty of the QRR means that within our first verticality is there are other verticalities that we, we can develop in the sense that we could go back and take a look at making metallurgic yep. silicon metal. We can then also look back and try to see if there's somebody that invented a, a different way of making electronic grade silicones for microchip that might want to work with us because whomever has invented a new process has the same problem as Georgetown silicone would have. The raw ingredient for silicone, for polysilicone, is 2N plus silicone metal. One of the things I found mind-numbing about this is that even when, when polysilicone was selling for $20 a kilogram, okay, the cost of buying the raw ingredients stayed the same. Silicon metal, three dollars a kilogram, or two and a half dollars a kilogram. Even when back down to eight, they were still paying the same price. Now it goes up to four. It's going to change the entire dynamics of, 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 of everything. So there are many within the QRR. There might be other type of yeah. you know, the opportunities. QRR, the QRR lets you turn the levers into any potential vertical. That's how powerful exactly. the QRR is. That's how, that's how important it is. And the nano silicone is sort of like an, a standalone for the battery space and other application we might find for nano material. Um, and we have the fume silica. And, you know, and we have other things that we're working into. Also, well, you know, EBH2 for the hydrogen. But it yeah, we'll, save that nice. we'll save that conversation for another time. But yeah, that's, that's yeah. another big piece of thing. That's another big thing happening in Q4. So mm -hmm. Bernard, last question. Uh, are you going to be keeping shareholders up to date as to how the progress of the commissioning is going? Uh, or, or are we just going to wake up one day and say, and, and you're going to see a press release says commissioning complete pilot plan is ready to go and, and away we go. Cause we, I think we'd all love to see maybe some video 
you know, if possible, I don't know if that, if that, if that opens you up to people stealing secrets or not, but it would be great to be able to actually see how this process is going. So that's up to you guys, but, uh, you know, will well, you be updating us? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll issue, I, I think we'll issue update, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, we're not talking about a long, how can I say this? It's not a long term. It's a, basically, it, it's just now we're, we're just, you know, we're installing the power supply, getting ready to, 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 to kick in the power. So it's, it's not going to be that long uh, of things to do. What's going to be really exciting is when we're going to have the, um, we're going to have the, uh, the, uh, sorry about that. A little feedback oh. there. No, yeah, that's just yeah. yeah you're saying what's going to be really exciting. You're you're saying what's going to be really exciting will be really really exciting is as we move along these things and we get we we get closer to to getting a story. And that's going to be fun. I can't wait to make a video of at least the first silicon pour coming out of the material, whenever that is. Um, well, you know, well, either we'll, either we'll... either could we, Bernard? Either could we, my man? <laughs> but in the meantime, today another great milestone for us to celebrate. Another great milestone for all of us to say as shareholders, thanks to you and the entire team and the Pyro team. And uh, can you make that, can you make a claim again that we're going to see you again sooner than later? Last interview said, George, you're going to see me again. Oh, you, you, you're, always gonna, you're always going to get to see me. You know, you know, people are getting tired of seeing me. So it might take, might take a little bit of, no, no. If I have something interesting to say, I'll come. I think, I think this was a good one. I think one of the points that yeah. you realize is. A great one. We're actually showing it out there to the market that we're looking at making silicone metal in in, in, in the thirteen hundred dollars, thirteen hundred dollars a yeah to, to metric ton. Uh, that, that's that that's a statement. We issued it. It was it was in all our decks, but decks of a company don't have the same reach of distribution as a press release. And that's something I've discovered. And I've discovered that I, I am on the, um, excuse the old term, Rolodex vision of many influential people in, in, in the industry. So that All should right. be fun. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Cartagena calls. This is our South American uh, Beyond the Press Release edition. I'm in Cartagena, so the beach calls. But when you're ready, you call me. We do this again, my friend. But congratulations yeah. again. Terry everybody at home. You've been watching or been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Bernard Turiol, Chairman, CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources, trades on the venture, unstock symbol HPQ, and for our friends of the yes under HPQFF. For those who are new to the story because you believe in renewable energies and where it's going and believe in silicon and the role it's going to play in the renewable energy revolution, then you've got to start your due diligence, get over to Agoracom, take a look at the company's information there, because we know there's a lot of moving parts and there's a good overview. But then to do the really deep dive from there, or you can see it right above Bernard right now, hpqsilicon.com. Go do your due diligence. Hopefully you discovered your next great small cap company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and then leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel so you don't ever miss another great Agoracom small cap video.